Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is a Locked On NFL podcast short. Uh, we've done three of these so far. We went through the first three teams that had you know dra- early draft positions. Cleveland, San Francisco, Chicago. I urge you to check those out. Uh, and today we're going to go next in line and do the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's give you five, six, seven, eight minutes, something like that, on the state of the Jags right now. Let's start a quarterback, of course, and I'm not defending Bortles. Um, I do think he's closer to the player we saw two years ago than we did this past year. A lot of reports that he didn't take the offseason seriously, didn't train hard enough, uh, didn't have his full effort into it. That showed, let's just say that to say the least. Um, It also came out that he had two bad shoulders during the season, too, and and had some, some cleanup on those. I think that's a bigger deal than people realize. So I have no problem with Tom Coughlin coming in, sticking with Bortles, and building around him. My problem is they didn't do anything else. I mean, sign Bob, you know, sign Hoyer, draft Peterman in the fifth round. You know, I mean, go get a safe move the chains guy that's not going to cost you a heck of a lot to add to the mix as insurance as, you know, a a low-ceiling, high-floor guy. And obviously, if none of this works out this year, quarterbacks are going to be on top of their wish list for the offseason. I'm a huge Leonard Fournette fan. I like the pick. You know, I I didn't see an obvious fit or a a direction I would have went differently with the fourth overall pick. So we're going to run our offense through Fournette in a 1985-like fashion play action off of that, building the offensive line with the subsequent pick of Cam Robinson, who most thought would be in the first round. Uh, Linder's a good player. They invested in Parnell. I think Can is good enough at offensive guard. You know, Albert, is he going to kick inside? He's right now, he's holding out. So the offensive line should be improved with an emphasis on mashing you and run blocking far from complete. I mean, it's not exactly, you know, the, the Steelers or the Raven Raiders or the Cowboys by any stretch. I mean, this team's going to have to win with defense more than anything. But, you know, Fournette is a true number one workhorse NFL back, in my opinion, all day long. Um, I like that selection quite a bit. I still think, I'm one of the only ones out there, but I still think TJ Yeldon's a really good player. And if I was an NFL team, I'd be on the horn big time with Jacksonville to try to get Yeldon. Less so with Ivory. I always thought Ivory was a banger that's never going to stay healthy, but, you know, an NFL player, a backup. But Yeldon, to me, can be a a quality guy. Um, Tight end is a real weakness for this team. Mercedes Lewis is near in the end, and his peak was never all that great to begin with. They brought in Michael Rivera. I guess he's going to be the Julius Thomas, but not good enough. You know, I mean, I think an argument could be made that O.J. Howard would have been a nice pick at four, you know, to really make that an area of strength, but I would have went with Fournette, and Howard went much later. 
So I think that's an area they really need to address. Um, Allen Robinson and Marquise Lee are also free agents after this season. You remember all those wide receivers that were drafted in 2014? Well, the non-first-round picks, the Martavis Bryants, the Moncriefs, the Landrys, the Lee, the Robinsons, are all going to be free agents after this year. Their fourth year is up. Um, I would expect a big year from Robinson. I think he's a really good player, too. And I think he's more like the guy we saw two years ago. I think Hearns is a number two. Westbrook was drafted as insurance. Um, a different type of guy. I would assume they're going to move on from, you know, one or two of these receivers after the season. Probably Lee. Westbrook, to me, was good value in the fourth round. Off the field is what dragged him down. But I think they're going to take deep shots off play action against eight-man fronts, and Westbrook fits that well. I think Robinson does too, especially in the red zone. Of course, when you talk Jacksonville offense, though, it's all about what Bortles do we see, and can he be better than he was two years ago? That wasn't good enough either. I mean, some of his stats are mind-boggling about how poor he is on the road and how all his production comes in garbage time, and those are truths. You know, those are hard to get around. Uh, again, that's why it makes me a little crazy that they didn't bring in a Peterman or somebody safe that could at least, you know, enhance this, you know, at least give him a, a solid number two or some insurance. The defense, I have no complaints, man. On paper, this defense is about as good as any as you're going to find in the league right now. And I think Jalen Ramsey is a utter star in the making. And you match him with A.J. Bouye, and then you get, you know, Myrick in the seventh round, who's a quality player, too. Colvin still in the mix. You know, their, their third corner situation isn't perfect, but their top two rivals Denver's or any in the league right now. They add Barry Church. You know, you got to remember, this is a Seahawk-like scheme. Church is coming off a really good year. They're going to use him in the Cam Chancellor role where Tashawn Gibson was brought in a year ago as the pure center fielder. Both those guys, to me, are quality starters. They're certainly not Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, but they're quality starters. The corners are really, really good. Uh, maybe you want to pick up a nickel corner down the road next year, something like that, but the starters are studs. The linebackers, when they took Blair Brown in the fifth round, I didn't know what to think. You know, First of all, I thought he was going to be a third-round pick, and maybe they thought the same and just said, I can't believe this guy's in the fifth round. Paul Pozlozny's not going to last forever. Let's draft him. He fits us as a run-and-hit, fast, speedy guy. Um, in the meantime, he'll be a stud special teamer. I would imagine that's what they thought, but a little red flag went off in my noggin, too, saying... Maybe Miles Jack isn't moving along as well as we thought when we saw, whenever we were all praising them for using that early second-round pick on him. So we'll see. I think Telvin Smith is an exceptional player. I think Pazlozny is still playing really, really well. We'll see what the situation is in Jack, with Jack. But Brown, I guess, offers you Jack and Pazlozny insurance as well as depth and special teams play. Um, I don't love their edge rushers. This is a pivotal year for Fowler, the 15th, you know, 2015 first-round pick. He needs to step up. But Nagdokwe, last year's third-rounder, I am a big fan of his. I think he is a uh, up-and-coming edge pass rush player, really good help. You know, and they also use a third-round pick on Smoot. You would think between the three of them, they'll be able to get enough off the edge. Um, Sheldon Day is kind of a poor man's Warren Sapp type penetrator. And Malik Jackson and newly signed Calais Campbell are 
going to be the straws to stir the drink with this front. And uh, I would expect you'll see them in a variety of ways. Um, Seattle uses those big defensive ends like, a, you know, an Allen Branch type. Uh, I think Campbell can do that. I think on passing downs, you're going to see Jackson and Campbell, which is the majority of the time, both lined up at a defensive tackle alignment coming after quarterbacks. That's frightening. Few teams can match uh, that type of interior pass rush. So that's really intriguing. So overall, I think Jacksonville's going in the right way. I think Coach Coughlin's going to be a, a highly influential and positive, you know, mentor and team builder for his old squad that he's now in charge of uh, in a throwback fashion. You know, through Fournette, let's take some pressure off Bortles, a lot of defense. Um, I don't think eight and eight's out of the question for this team, but I warn everybody, I mean, like every offseason, Jacksonville's that hot team that we're all excited about.